Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Recorded live. We are glad. We are rejoicing. We want to thank the God of all creation for another day added to our lives. Now the God under the sound of my voice, you and I are one day closer to our destiny. We thank God today. It was the beauty of the holy For he is worthy from the rising of the sun to the going down of the sand. May the name of the Lord be great. We are entering into his gate with thanksgiving. We are entering his court with prison. We just want to thank you today, Jesus, for being who you are, for doing what you did. Every good and perfect gift in our life has come from you. We just want to thank you. I just want to thank you, Lord. I just want to thank you, Lord. All the things you've done for me. I just want to thank you. I just want to thank you, Lord. I just want to thank you, Lord. God has been so good. Anything good in your life, it has come from God. Every good and perfect gift, every blessing, it has come from the Lord. He has given us food to eat, clothes to wear. God has done so much. We worship you, Jesus. We worship you. This is the day.
children of God, we greet each of you once again in his mighty and most precious name. We thank God for this, another day, another opportunity for you and I to lift up the name of the true and living God, for God is worthy of all glory, all honor, and all praise. This is, in fact, his day. This is, in fact, the Lord's day. For those of you that have been worshiping with us, you know that we are working on our most recent topic entitled, Who Do You Side With? Who do you side with? Because this is the most important question that uh, you and I most important choice that you and I will ever make in this thing called life, who we side with, uh, ultimately determines our destiny, determines our final destination for all eternity. Who do you side with? We looked at capital A in our outline. Two of you agree. Now, just as who we side with, we want to be careful. We want to be careful with who we agree with. You know, just because the doctor say you got cancer, that don't mean I got to agree with that. Because the scripture say if any two of us agree on earth, it'll be done in heaven. So let me let me hear from God before I just decide, even with the doctor, even with the lawyer. The lawyer say, all right, you're going to get 25 to life. Let me check with God first. Because if I side with you or I agree with you, then God say it'll be done. Let me just be careful. Matthew 18, 19, Luke 9 and 49, capital B, we looked at yesterday, be careful with advice. Just as there's good advice, there is bad advice. The advice we want to give is the advice that comes from God. Second Samuel 17 and 7, and we looked at 1 Kings 12 and 14. It brings us on down to capital C. We're going to look at today, choose life. Choose life. Even though God gives us the choice to choose whatever we want to choose, God also gives us the instruction to choose life. We're going to be looking at the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 30, with a very special focus on verse 19, if thus saith the Lord. Deuteronomy, chapter 30, with a very special focus on verse 19. Let's see what the Holy Spirit has for us today, children of God. From the New International Version, our scripture reads, This day, Moses said, I call heaven and earth as witnesses against you that I have set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Now choose life so that you and your children may live. Capital C, right? Choose life. Choose life. Choose life. Let us pray, Father, in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Again, Father, we thank you for another beautiful day. Birds are singing. The wind is blowing. The sun is shining. Father, you have woke us up today with the express purpose of giving you glory, honor, and praise. 
This is the day as you have renewed your mercies in our lives one more time. Father, we bring you the fruit of our lips one more time, the sacrifice of praise. Father, you are worthy from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same. You are worthy throughout the night. You are worthy through our good times. You are worthy through our trials, Father. You are just worthy. We thank you today, Father. And we trust, Father, that as we have gathered together, glorifying and exalting your holy name, that you are going to speak into our hearts and our minds words of wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, that your people in the far four corners of the earth may be blessed. Whenever your servants, your children hear these words of yours, may lives be changed, may stories be rewritten. May men and women that are on the pathway to destruction and annihilation do a 180-degree U-turn, that they may seek you, Father, and seek your face. We thank you today, Father, trusting in the spirit realm that you are going to do these things for us and even more as we are touching and agreeing, asking in the name of Jesus Christ, your only begotten Son, our Lord and Savior, let God's people say amen. In the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 30, verses 1 through about 10, Moses has just renewed the covenant. People had done some crazy stuff, hadn't lived up to all of the uh, conditions of the former covenant, so the covenant had to be renewed. My spirit goes to one of the ladies that rented one of the houses here. You know, we had a contractual agreement or a government agreement. She broke that all to pieces. Now, if she wants to get back into the home, there has to be a new what? Covenant, a new contract. Well, this is what happened with the nation of Israel because they had busted the old covenant all to pieces. In verse 29, there's a renewal of the covenant. What God lets us the people to know in verse, in chapter 30, in verses 1 through 10, is something that I want to share with every one of you under the sound of my voice. Regardless of what your state may be, what you may be going through, and what you may be experiencing in life, there is prosperity after turning to the Lord. Moses had to let the people see, because what the adversary wants to do is he wants to try and convince as many of us that turning to the Lord, there's no prosperity. Turning to the Lord, there's no fun. Some of you all out there under the sound of my voice, you believe that lie that when you're a Christian, you can't have no fun. That's the biggest, that's the biggest lie. I'm surprised that you even let Satan tell you that lie. Tell me what's the fun in, in heading to hell. Tell me what's the fun you driving your car and the bridge is out and, and you drive, getting ready to drive your car off the cliff. Tell me what's really the fun in that. There's really no fun in it. It's just a deception. It's just a trick. The fun in life is really in Christianity because not only are you assured uh, 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 blessings in this life, but you are assured blessings throughout all eternity. Tell me where is the real fun in, in heading to hell? Where is the real fun? Moses said, that, the people said, the prosperity is when you turn to the Lord. The prosperity is when you decide to do this thing like God say do it. The prosperity is when you make the decision to say what God wants you to say and go where God wants you to go because God will have you in some places you couldn't even dream of being apart from him. He'll have you doing some things you would never be able to do apart from him. He'll have you saying some things you wouldn't have never said apart from him. The prosperity is the turn to the Lord. Well, then Moses said, I'm going, I'm going to bring this thing down a little bit, a little bit closer to home here. Verses 11 through about 
20, Moses deals with the offer of life or death. Moses, let me, let me go on there now. I'll let you know what you'll get when you turn to the Lord. But now, Moses, let me put this thing on out here and let you decide. Look at verse 13. We're going to kick off here at verse 13, verse 15, rather. See, I set before you today life and prosperity, death and destruction. Moses said, there it is. The same thing that God sets before every human being and even every angelic being that has ever been created. Life and prosperity, death and destruction. Choice is yours now. Choice is yours. Moses said, here it is. Now I'm just putting it out here. For I command you today to love the Lord your God and walk in his ways, keep his commands, decrees, and laws. Then you will live and increase. And the Lord your God will bless you in the land you are entering to possess. Now, look at this one scripture here because you, you, you've got a lot of powerful moving parts here that need to be examined. Most times when something is wrong with a, 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 uh, the whole of something, it's because something is wrong with the parts of something. You say, Apostle, what are you trying to get us to understand? If you look up and the whole of your life is in a mess, it's because the parts of your life are in a mess. The parts, the parts, because it's always parts that make up a whole. What Moses is giving you and I here today, children of God, is how to fix the individual parts of our life that the whole of our life may be fixed by God and might work move and move smoothly. Now, you know, one of the ministry vehicles here, you know, I got a, 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 a light that come on in the dashboard, a few lights. One light, service engine light. Didn't know what the problem was. Guy put it on a scanner, come to find out some gaskets need to be replaced. He won't bought $400 for that. I'm like, I don't know, man. Then I got another light, anti-lock brakes light flashing on the thing, man, talking about, you know, it's because we need some kind of rear, rear thing hooked up about $1,100. I'm like, man, I don't know. I don't know. Another light, seatbelt light is flashing in the thing. I don't know why that be on because all the seatbelts be buckled up. But what are these lights? Let me know. And God said, Robert, give it to him in parable form. Thank you, Father, for this. These lights are letting me know that there are problems with the vehicle. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Well, you need to understand God got lights in your life, lights in my life. In other words, there are lights, and in other words, there are warnings or there are things that will let you know that your life is not working and running properly. There are lights in your, in your physical body. You know, that's pain is a light. Pain is, a, is an indication that something, what, is not right. You just got a splitting, splitting headache. You know that something is not right. You may not know exactly what it is. You are done to the sound of my voice. You just feel so down. You just feel so melancholy. You don't even know what's wrong, but you just know you just don't feel the, that, that's a light. Bible tells us that the joy of the Lord is our strength. There's a problem somewhere with your joy. 
our state as human beings, not that we don't pass through momentary times of feeling a little down, but our, our, our normal state as children of God is to be an upbeat one. Because we, God has always got some real, real good stuff for us once we pass this test or once we go through this trial or once we get, God's got some good stuff on the other side. So we are supposed as children of God to be looking at life with an eager expectation. God got something real, real good for me just around the river. What? Ben. <laughs> Come on, saints. Let's get ready to close this message today. So, so, so that's a light. That's a light. Can't nobody say nothing to you without you flying off the handle. That's a light. That's a light. There be lights in our life to let us know that something is not right. Look at what Moses say here now. We're gonna get we're gonna get this here and we're gonna get ready because this is like a two parter. Now Moses has set before the people what life and death, prosperity or destruction. Now, you can't get mad with God because you have chosen death. If you choose death and you get death, why are you mad with God? Uh-oh. Pastor, what you mad with me for? I have set before you life and prosperity, death and destruction. You choose death and destruction. I give it to you. Throw your hind part in hell. Now you're down there want to curse me. That's what God said now. Why? I gave you a choice in life. Life and what? Well, one of the saints said life and good. What Bible we what what Bible? We got different Bibles in here. Life and good or life and prosperity. Okay, that's another translation. Okay, life and, and prosperity. Or what? Death and destruction. You choose. You choose. Now where you guys I'll be like, what you upset with me about? You choose destruction. You get destruction. What's the problem? You choose poverty, you get poverty. God said, what's the problem? What, 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 God said, what, what, what are we, what are we, what are we? I just said it before you. God said, I just put it out there. God said, I just put out there the tree of life and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. You chose to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Adam, you say, Apostle, what you saying now? Sound like you're saying something to me. Yes, I am, my brother or my sister. I'm talking directly to you. The, the life that you are living and the way things are going in your life are a direct result of the choices and the decisions that you have made. Nah, my black brothers and sisters can't pin it on the white man. Mm-mm, and them days is done. Nah, nah, my white brothers and sisters, you can't pin it on the minorities. No, 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 ladies, you can't pin. You can't pin all them, all them babies you done got in that house right there on men. Who? Did they rape you? Did everybody rape you? Did everybody put some drinks, put some stuff in your drink, and when you woke up, they were standing over you with a rope? <laughs> no. Choices. You said, Apostle, what's driving that? Choices. You said, Apostle, we'll just break this thing down for you. All right, let me break it down for you, my brother or my sister. You want a better life, start making better choices. You want a better marriage, start making better choices. You want a better church, start making better choices. You want better finances. Whatever you want better, you've got to make better choices. Choices. Moses said this thing is about choices here. This thing is about choices. 
You can do it if you choose, if you really choose to do it. It's God done told us that all things are possible to them that believe. God done told us that I can do all things through Jesus Christ which strengthens me. So if we don't do it, it's because we chose not to do it. That's ultimately. I know I know if I apply myself to to computers, I could be real, real good in computer stuff. I just don't like to. That's going to be real. I just don't like it. Well, some of y'all out there, you love it. I know almost anything that, 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 that I really want to do, I know I can do it. I know I can if I apply myself. But it be some stuff in life that I don't want to do. And that is what we need to come on to the reality of as children of God. What we don't be doing, it because be a lot of times because we just don't want to. Now, this is one of the reasons, too, why, why me personally, I kind of like extreme, real, real extreme-like situations, you know, because I don't want to find out what I, what I would do in that situation. I want to I find out, oh, man, we church went on a trip. Where we go? Mountains, out there, whitewater rafting, got a certain place, and I dove right off the raft, right into the river. Another saint, another saint followed me. Looked like he was scared to death, but Lord knows he he, he did it. He did. I want to see. Let me see. Let me try. Man, say it's good. Now you know we won't. I won't try to dive off in some of them real, real white where the water was. You know, washing machine. You remember we went through the portion called the washing machine, and it was twisting and turning. It was kind of like on the movie Deliverance or something. We out there wrong. Brian, remember that? But when we got to the place, the guy said, "It's all right. It's all right, man. I didn't have to think twice." Kaploosh. See what we got out here. Let's see, choices. Choices. Moses said, I'm setting before you. For now, now, now watch this now, because with choices, understand every choice that you have, child of God, you will have an instruction from God. Because God says, even in my instructions, there are choices that have to be made. Because you will choose to obey, what? Or you will choose to disobey. Moses said, look, he's speaking for God now, because remember, Moses was a great prophet. Moses said, and I'm talking to some of you all out there under the sound of my voice. I command you today, love the Lord your God and walk in his ways. Keep his commands, decrees, and laws. And, and keep his decans, commands, decrees, and law, laws, then you will live. I'm commanding you out there under the sound of my voice. You'd be like, who do you think you are, apostle? I'm just, I'm just like Moses. Just like Moses, a, sp- a, sp- a spokesman for God. I'm commanding you under the sound of my voice. Love God with everything you got. Man, I ain't got to do what you say, apostle. No, you sure ain't, my brother. <laughs> you sure ain't. You got that. You got that right. One uh, one thing. One of the things around here was trying to give some count, some sound instruction to a, a younger younger uh, saint in the ministry one time, or a young person somewhere. I can't remember where it was. And uh, told us that this is what you need to do, and you know you need to do it like this. Now I'm telling you, you do it like this. Young person said, I I do what I want to do. I'm grown. And the saint said, You exactly right. Remember that? <laughs> you exactly right. Do it any way you feel like it. You out there, oh, possibly, how you going to command me? Hey, but I ain't got to do what you say. My brother or my sister, you are exactly right. Lord knows you, you hit that nail right on the head. That don't stop me from commanding you, and that don't stop God from commanding you. You know, I'm to a place now, children of God, I go to places, big crusades, you know, different things, thousands of people out there, preach the word, hit folk with the word all upside the head. I don't ask you if you want to get saved. What kind of question is that? 
Well, like, Robert, what kind of question is that? Of course they want to get saved. They don't want to go to hell. They just, they don't know it. They may not know it, but they don't want to go to hell. I just tell everybody that's unsaved and under the sound of my voice, come here and repeat that. Come here and repeat after me. Father, I'm a sinner. Be like a choir. Father, I'm a sinner. Save me. Ask him for what? Come up here and give your. The Bible said we are to compel men to come to Christ. Compel them. That means you look up compel, it almost means to force them. What are you talking about? Sort it out after you done prayed the sinner's prayer. Sort it out. Open your mouth. Ask God to forgive you. Open your mouth. Ask God to save you. Ain't nobody asking you if you what. I'm commanding you. Open your mouth. How do you think uh, uh, blind folk eyes be coming open? How in the world do you think dead be raised? Jesus don't be asking, dead man, you think you would like to come forth? Lazarus, if, if, it, if we get around to it, you can, can Lazarus come forth. Asking a whole lot of questions no more. Children of God, some of us asking too many questions. We the ones that carry the words of eternal life. We the ones that carry the, the very embodiment of the power of God in us. We are the light of the world. What are we asking a whole bunch of questions for? I don't need Dr. Phil to tell me nothing. Oprah, you neither. We the ones, children of God. We the ones that have the God-given power to touch the very heart of the creator of the universe. You think God ain't going off completely on the earth because of unsaved folk? No, it's because of us. God told us that if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my faith and turn from their wicked ways, God said, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and heal their land. Now my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to the prayers offered up in this prayer. Ask no questions you. Get up. Come to this altar right now. Give your life to Christ. You, get up. People be coming. That's right, come. Ain't nothing to be played with here. You don't want to end up in hell. And, and I guarantee you this, if you don't end up in hell, you're going to thank whoever it was that led you to Christ. And you're going to be thanking them. You're going to be, I guarantee it. I command you today. Love the Lord your God. Walk in his ways. Keep his commands, decrees, and law. Then you will live and increase, and the Lord your God will bless you in the land you are entering to possess. But if your heart turn away, those you out there, apostle, you don't tell me, you don't command me to do nothing. All right, well, then do your thing. Hey, hey, my brother, hey, my sister, hey, do your thing. Somebody sung a song one time, do what you want to do. It's your thing. Do what you want to do. You know the song. Come on now. You're about ready to do the bump right now. Come on. You ain't been saved that long. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. But if your hearts turn away and you are not obedient, and if you are drawn away to bow down to other gods and worship them, I declare to you, for those of you out there that don't want to take that command, I declare, I'm declaring to just like Moses declared in his generation, I declare to you this day that you will certainly be destroyed. Ain't no jokes about that now. Moses, I give you a command so that you can live. I give you a command so that you can prosper. I give you a command so that you can, that you can but if you choose that other path, you don't want nobody to tell you nothing. Moses said, look, I'm telling you this. You will certainly be destroyed. You 
You will not live long in the land you are crossing the Jordan to enter and possess. Now, most say, you know, whichever way you want to go. Listen, children of God, true servants of God will always give the people two choices. True servants of God will all. See, if you out there heard one, one mega pastor, I don't even know if I want to call him that, but got the hugest, hugest church, and I heard out of his own mouth, I don't like to use too much scripture. I don't like to use scripture. And I started listening to him real closely after that. And I, to this day, I'm trying to remember if I heard a scripture out of it. And my thing is, in my spirit, if you're not giving people scripture, if you're not giving people book, chapter, and verse, if you're not giving people what did God say, then what are you really telling people? And when I listen to him, I hear a bunch of stories. I hear a bunch of stories. Now, not that nothing is, is, is wrong with stories, but people need to know how stories relate to the what? The word of God. How does, how does that bring me, uh, you all hear me tell a whole bunch of stuff right out of life, things that experience. How does it relate to the word of God? We're not just telling stories just to be telling stories. There's, there's, there's something that God has shown us, something that God has revealed to us, something that people that we are seeing people do that is similar to what has been done in the Bible. How does that relate? And see, if you don't ever get to the place where you see your life like that, then you keep right on doing a bunch of crazy stuff. And you'll keep right on repeating some of the same mistakes that people made in the Bible. Be able to see the Delilahs in your life, Samson. Be able to see the Jezebels in your life out there, uh, 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 Elijah. Be able to see the Goliaths in your life, David. Be able to see. Be able to see the Xerxeses in your life, Esther. Hmm? Are you understanding what we're talking about here? When you look at the Bible, you see great men and women of God performing great exploits. All right? Well, you need to understand that God don't intend for that to have just been them. One of the saints is hollering out of Scripture, greater work shall you do. There's supposed to be some great exploits in your life. No, no, no. I want to bring down some Goliaths too, David. No, Esther, I want to talk to some Xerxeses too. No, Joseph, I want to talk to some pharaohs too. No, uh, 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 get in. I want to take just a handful of people and do some great things too in the name of Jesus. Mm -mm, ain't just for them. I don't see the Bible as them. I see the Bible as my brothers and my sisters I can learn some stuff from. Because I understand this. If I make it to heaven, I'm going to be there giving David a pound. What's up, Dave? Man, that was Goliath. Man, that was big time. I'm going to be up there with Elsa. Hey, Elsa, how you doing, man? That, that, that what you did with Elsa Xerxes? That was big, baby. That was big, my sister. Watch it, watch it. We're going to be up there. We're going to be up there with some of these same individuals. we just as saved as they were, children of God. Heaven is just as much our home as theirs was. God said, give it to me in human terms, Robert. Give it to me in human terms. Uh, years ago in 96, we... Uh, the three-on-three team that I was playing with, we had a very good team. One, we go to tournaments, different parts of the United States with thousands and thousands of teams. Sometimes we'd be fortunate enough to win one of those tournaments. Then what they would do of the winners of these local tournaments, they would take them to regional tournaments, whether it was northeast, southeast, northwest, southwest, midwest. And you'd play against other local 
team winners. They take the top 12 teams. It ain't called the NBA division. We play against NBA players, David Thompson, Chuck Neve, all kind of NBA players. They be, in, be in, the, in the tournament. And we went, you know, had force enough. We were able to win uh, our Northeast Regional Tournament. They took the top 12 teams, New York, New Jersey. I think we were representing uh, 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 North Jersey because we have going up there and won a tournament. Milwaukee, Chicago, all these like, tough teams. I mean, the tough guys, man, big, strong, good athletes, guys jumping, dunking, all kind of stuff. Guys could have been in the NBA. Guys could have played. Oh, man, we were fortunate enough to win one of those regional tournaments. Played against a group of guys out of Milwaukee. Some of them, they played at the University of Milwaukee. Some of the nastiest young boys I had ever seen in my life. Came down to the final free throw, had to hit the 10 for the championship. Knocked it down, won. Everybody celebrate. Now we get to go to California. All expenses paid to Venice Beach, California, play for the world championship, nationwide television, and the winner of that tournament would play against the NBA legends. Uh, uh, Norm Nixon, the, the Laker legends, Norm Nixon, Michael Thompson, his son is now acting, doing all he can out there with Golden State, Michael Thompson, uh, uh, James Worthy, and uh, who else? Yeah, yeah, Clay Thompson is, is my guy. All right, let me make them a story for the same. But, you know, when we went, we went to the world finals. These were the top eight teams in the world, even the European champion. They brought them over here, all expensive pay, European champion for, from, from uh, um, UK. They were the European champion. Flew them over here. Here we are. I remember they, they were making an entrance. You know, NBC was televising this thing last, televising this thing live. woman came up to me for NBC with a camera and said, uh, you, you, said, I want you to dribble the basketball around. Dribble the basketball. So I started dribbling the basketball. And she gets down with the, with the cameraman. Get the cameraman down to get down. And they filmed me from the waist down. She said, dribble around, dribble around. I'm dribbling through my legs and all kind of different things. She's dribbling, dribbling. I'm just dribbling, going back and forth through the legs. And they filming this on NBC. I'm like, well, what, what are you trying to say here now? Because really, the way they take that, when they, when they aired this thing on Nationwide TV, they opened up with me. It was me dribbling right through my legs. I'm like, why didn't we put my face? But, you know, that's all my thing. But the point is this. We got an opportunity to go out to that world championship, and they had the crowd, you know, thousands of people that had come, wanted to see the world championship. NBC was out there. Bill Walton and Steve Stafford Jones were announcing. They had all kinds of super, all kinds of stars and, and all kinds of different things uh, under this tent, the VIP tent. You couldn't go underneath this VIP tent without a, a badge, without an identification. You, you couldn't get in there. They, oh, man, they had food in there. You know, all, you know, we all back in there, all the players, we had badges because we were some of the top eight teams in the world. Had the Iceman, George Gerving in there. You had the Laker girls, Lisa Leslie, Lisa Leslie, guys, movie stars all in there. And we right up in there with them. And my thing was, you know, no big deal. The same way that you all were the tops in the world in what you did, we the tops in the world. And what we do, this three-on-three, it's a different game. It's a different game, you know, than that five-on-five. Yes, Mr. George Gervin. I mean, me and George Gervin, Iceman, we sit down and we talk for hours. We're on first-name basis. I'm calling him Iceman. He's Robert, you know, and we're just going back and forth, every kind of thing. Well, a friend of mine, big guy, played center on our team. You know, after me and uh, the Iceman had finished talking for some time, he comes and he sits down 
right between us. And he's like, man, B, I'm tired because we didn't win. We didn't win that tournament. We finished number six in the world. We didn't win that tournament. We lost to the, the guys that eventually won the world championship, a group of guys out of Arkansas. A friend of mine came. He sat down. He was like, man, B, and we still laugh about it today. This has been 20, 20 some years ago. He's man, B, I'm tired of coming out here, man, and losing, losing this thing, man. I want to win this thing. I want to be out there playing again. And he looked over and saw George Gervin, the Iceman. And uh, oh, if you're watching this now, we, you know we got to, we got to get you here. He lost his proverbial mind. Looked at me, looked at the Ice Man. Uh, uh, Mr. Ice Man, Mr. Man, start hollering. People started looking. I was like, oh, chill, man. He mean like, what you mean, chill? This is my this is my hero. I had posters of him. I said, oh, you got to chill. I Ice Man was looking at me. I was like, oh, come on, chill, man. Mr. Ice Man, Mr. Ice Man, can I get your autograph? Can I get your autograph? He lost it. He got the autograph, settled him on down. I had to bring him to the side. I said, look, man. He's like, B, man, I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry I lost it like that. I said, look, man. I said, you got to understand something. I said, we are here for a reason. I said, now, just like these individuals are tops in what they do, I said, we are tops in what we do. See, you got to understand. You know, we are stars here. Just like we got a right to be here. Now, don't be acting like you some little, some little boy off the street, starstruck. You say, Apostle, what has this got to do with the Word of God? What it's got to do with the Word of God is, child of God, you are just as filled with the Holy Spirit as any of your biblical heroes. Come on now. You've got a right, you got a right to eternal life just like, any, just like David, just like Paul, just like, just like Peter, just like James. you got a right. Now, all right. Let's get ready to close out here, children of God. I might have preached that one. you got a right. What does the scripture say? You got a right to eternal life. What's that scripture? Uh, uh, uh. Oh my gosh, I can't even think of it. Where's my, where's my, let me get something here. Right to eternal life. That we might have a right to eternal How does the scripture go? Come on, saints. Y'all ought, to, y'all ought to know that we might have a right to eternal life. I came, thank you, thank you. I came that you might. Have life. No, that's I came that you have, might have life and that you might have abundant, uh, life more abundant. A right to eternal life. Right to eternal life. All right, now what I'm seeing here, and let's see how it let's see how this reads. First John five and thirteen. We're gonna just run there. I just want to see what the what the Lord has given us here. First John what? Five and I'm writing, I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God so that you may know that you have eternal life. This is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything 
according to his will, he hears us. That's the New International Translation. But I write these things to you who believe. Our, so, so what is God letting us know? That our belief in the name of the Son of God gives us a right now to eternal life. We've got a right now. For a long time in this country, blacks and women could not vote. Well, you know, through some, some hard-fought protests and hard-fought different things, now both groups have the right. Before we were saved, we didn't have the right. We didn't have the right to call God our Father. We didn't have the right to eternal life. But our faith in the only begotten Son of God, our faith in Jesus Christ, believing that Jesus Christ is Lord and that God, he died as a perpetuation and a substitute for our sin, that God raised him from the dead, we now have a right to eternal life. Come on, saints, let's get ready to close out. All right, so there it is now. There it is. Moses said, this day I call heaven and earth as witnesses against you, that I have set before you life and death. Moses said, look, I'm, I'm, I'm washing my hands of this deal. You all won't be able to say, see, Moses said, look, you know, because Moses, you know, Moses didn't want it to be able to be said, man, you didn't tell us. You didn't warn us. We messed around and chose death. We didn't know. You didn't tell us. Well, Moses said, I'm, I'm, I'm clearing my conscience. I'm calling heaven and earth as witnesses against you. Heaven and earth hear me proclaiming God's word to you. Heaven and earth hear me giving you the choice today to choose you this day whom you will serve. Heaven and earth are hearing me today telling you that you can choose life and prosperity or you can choose destruction. Now, Moses said, I'm, 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 I'm discharging my duty before God. This day I call heaven and earth as witnesses against you that I have set before you life and death. If a, if, if a mother is cooking food and you have gone on a hunger strike, you decide you ain't going to eat. Can't nobody get you to eat. And she, but she has cooked it and has put it right there. She has cooked it and you decide you're not going to And you mess around and fall out or you mess around and get sick from a hunger strike. That ain't her fault. That ain't her fault. Now, if you keep right on eating, 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 and she keep right on cooking, and you get up to 600 pounds and you still eat, then that's part of her fault too. But that ain't her fault. If she done cooked and set it before you and you choose not, that ain't her fault. When the choice, if I choose not to vote now, which I have chosen, I can't blame that on, 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 on a white man. I can't blame that on the government. I can't blame that on the system. The system? Why? Because I have a right. I have the right to. It's a choice. You can't blame anybody else for the choices that you have made. Can't blame you can blame somebody else for choices that you have made. I have set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Now, children, again, Moses is telling you what to do. God will give you choices, but he'll tell you what to do. 
give you choices. But he'll tell you what to do. God give you the choice between laying in the bed all day or getting up going to work. But then God will be like, get up and go to work. God give me a choice every day, Robert. You, you, you know, you can lay in this bed or you can get up and go down there and, and preach my word to my people. Then he'll be like, get up. Go down there and preach my word. I'll be like, okay, here we go. Here we go again. <laughs> here we go again. He'll give you a choice. You can, God say you can. But understand that if you choose that right there, when I'm telling you to do this right here, God's I'm going to beat your butt. You got the choice, though. You can choose to lay there and get your butt beat, or you can choose to do like I'm telling you and get the blessings. Now get up and go, go and do like I'm telling you. Moses said, now, now go ahead on now. Choose life so that you and your children may live and that you may love the Lord your God. Listen to his voice. Hold fast to him. For the Lord, watch this, is your life. See, some of y'all ain't got that yet. You ain't got that yet. That's why you keep on stumbling around, keep on trying all kind of crazy stuff. You ain't got yet that the Lord is your life. He's not just a part of my life. He is my life. He is our life, children of God. The Lord is your life. You got to get that. See, once you get that, once you get that right there down, really in your in your heart. Once you once God opened your eyes to that, praising Him won't be difficult. Giving to Him won't be difficult. Obeying Him won't be it won't be difficult. When you get that, that the only reason why you is here. The only reason why you keep being here, the only reason why you're going to get to see tomorrow, if you see tomorrow, is because of, oh, okay, I got it now, Lord. I didn't get it before. I was thinking that I, I hadn't got to be like, uh, no, no, you ain't, got, you ain't really got a whole lot to do with this other than do what I'm telling you. The Lord is our life. Paul said it like this, for me to live is, is Christ and to die is gain. When you get that, you got to get that. If not, you're going to keep, oh, how come we got to praise him? How come we got to study how come we got to hear God's word? How come we got to, how come, how come? You ain't got it yet. The Lord is your life. That without him, you would do, could do nothing and you would be nothing. Without the Lord. And see, that's what the God got to reveal that to you. I can't reveal it to you. I can tell you about it. But God got to reveal that to you. The Lord is your life. And he will give you many years in the land. He swore to give your fathers Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Choose life, my brothers and my sisters. Choose life. I guarantee you at the end of the day, you're going to be much happier with the choice of life and prosperity than the choice of death and destruction or the choice of life and good. Didn't somebody Bible say life and good? Okay, You're going to be more happy with that. Guarantee you guarantee. Choose life. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, again, we thank you and we praise you. We appreciate the privilege and the opportunity to share your glorious word with your people. Father, we pray that someone has been encouraged today at the preaching and teaching of your word. We pray, Father, that someone's soul has been saved. Someone has made the decision to make Jesus Christ Lord and Savior of their life today. Father, we thank you. We bless you. We ask that you watch over us as we part one from another. We ask, Father, you continue to open minds and hearts to receive your word as time is running out. Father, we want to do all that we can to be pleasing in your sight, that we, when we stand before you, we will hear you say, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. Come on up. Let me make you rule over many. Father, this is our desire. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen and amen. Question time. Not only will God give us choices, but God will give us something else. Amen. Not only will God give us choices, 
God will give us something else. What's that? Two. All right, let's try to come up a little bit, a little bit stronger question there now, because that's that's like real, real, you know. Let's come a little strong. Um, what happens when we turn to the Lord? All right, list list some things that happen when we turn to the Lord. List some things that happen when we turn to the Lord. Let's take that same question, but make it a little more, a little more challenging. We got some PhD students out there listening listening to this broadcast. Let's make this thing a little more challenging to people. All right, this question here make you do a little study. Why did the covenant have to be renewed? Why did the covenant have to be renewed by Moses? Since you can reach us through email at thepersonsourchurch at gmail.com and check our website at www.ourchurch.com backslash member backslash t backslash tccc. Feel free to join us on TalkShoe's broadcast YouTube and iTunes at 9 a.m. 6 p.m. daily. On TalkShoe, call 724-444-7444. Enter ID 17959. type in Robert Bryan on YouTube and the Christian Center Church channel. You can see excerpts of Apostle Robert Bryan on YouTube. Donations should be sent by using the donation button on the church website or our talk show homepage. God bless you and have a smile you. In Jesus' name, amen.